What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're watching via YouTube or you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. We thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Monday. Please ignore all the chaos in the back right there. You probably see a door hanging. Um, That's for me to go just to Monsters, Inc. and just hang out with Sully and Mike Wazowski. So uh, no big deal. We're just trying to find the kid again. They still haven't found her. It's crazy. I don't. I don't know how they haven't found her yet, but they still haven't. Uh, but no, we're, we're remodeling a bathroom, and that's the door for the bathroom. So it's just hanging out back there. This room is a disaster back here. There's, there's just so much going on. But luckily, you can't really see the rest of the chaos that's going on. Anyways, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. A lot to get to today. The Denver Broncos have not played a game. I feel like the woman from Titanic. It's been 84 years since the Broncos have played a game last, and uh, it's been postponed. Probably a good thing. Yeah, that's true, too. We're, we're being saved from having to watch a bad product. But at this point, if you're looking at it on the bright side for the Broncos, by the time they play next time, they might have Von Miller back. They might have Cortland Sutton back. Um, Drew Locke should definitely be back. Noah Fant will probably be back. Uh, the game is scheduled for next Sunday. We'll see if that holds. And Cam Newton will be back. And Cam Newton for sure will be back. Which um, is a good thing. Yes, if you want the Broncos to lose. Um, however, I mean, the Jets still suck. And the Redskins are losing still. Well, the Jets play Miami. Um, the Giants still lost. Uh, yeah. Well, But did you see what Miami did to San Francisco yesterday with Jimmy Garoppolo? I know. Denver's for sure losing that yeah, one. Yeah, all those I, people that were like, oh, Miami's a winnable game. Yeah, I looked, okay. I looked at Denver's schedule uh, after, you know, the the changes and whatever they're going unless you lock pull something out of his hat uh they're going two and 14 and maybe three and 13 oh shocker their schedule was brutal it's almost as if someone uh predicted that before the season started look at that <laughs> i'm like a regular nostradamus here um no yeah i did schedules brutal but nobody wanted to hear that when i put that out on twitter broncos country just loves to hate on me I'm only negative because this team puts out a negative product. If you want me to be positive about something, put out a positive product. Anywho, the game has been rescheduled. It's on Sunday, uh, which sucks kind of for the Broncos. I feel for them in a sense. Um, and a lot, of, you know, they're, it's mixed reviews on how people are feeling for the Broncos today. Um, so their game for the Patriots has now been moved to this week, which this week they were supposed to play the Dolphins. That has now been moved to week 11. And in week 11, they were supposed to play the Chargers. That has now since been moved up to week eight. And week eight was week eight was supposed to be their bye week. So they don't have a bye week. Well, technically this is their bye week, uh, right. but they play a game. And so now Fangio in response to that had given them yesterday, today, and tomorrow off to kind of help with that because they practice they practiced all week last week and didn't end up playing a game so it, it kind of sucks i mean i get it from their standpoint it's inconvenient but listen i mean i also get it from the standpoint of we're all inconvenienced right now in this year so i mean to to expect that this year was just going to be perfect somehow is kind of just you know a, a a a random or a bad thought uh, to have in the first place. Things were going to get moved. Things were going to get changed. A lot of teams have been affected. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers also are without a bye week this year because of their games having to be moved. Obviously, and the their bye week was earlier, right? Three. So I mean, obviously the Chargers too are now impacted by it. I don't know if they'll have a bye week. So listen, it's it's not going to be perfect. Um, I get why the players are frustrated, but at the end of the day. This is kind of what you signed up for. You know, when you decided to opt in and play, I mean, you kind of knew that there was probably going to have to be some postponements. People were going to get sick. And now we're feeling the the effects of it. So I, I get it both ways, but that's what it is. Game has been moved. We'll see how it 
goes from there. Uh, who do you think this uh, gives an advantage to more? The Broncos or the Patriots? Um, well, the Patriots are the better team. So with them getting their quarterback, that's more valuable, I think, than the Broncos getting their quarterback because they already suck. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to say the Patriots, especially after seeing their quarterback situation without Cam. I think that I think they need. Well, I'll say this. If Cam doesn't play, it, it'll be a close game. If Cam plays, the Patriots will win. I think they opened up as a nine point favorite the other day um, in New England. The Patriots yeah. did. So, and that's given the assumption that Cam will be back. But I, I agree with you. I mean, and Drew Locke will be back. But at the same time, like Drew Locke, uh, we just don't have it. Like, even the week one, because he got hurt in week two, right? Yes. So the game against Tennessee, and I look, it, it's not really fair because it was the first game of the year. Uh, no Sutton, but. He didn't play that well. I mean, he played fine, but it wasn't anything to where it was like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be really good this year, right? So even with him coming back, I just you can't expect him to go out there and put up three hundred yards and three, you know, be that type of quarterback. You, you just can't. So and and let alone against a New England defense. So no, I mean, it, it benefits the Patriots more. But at the same time, even if Kim didn't play, it, it'd be a close game. Yeah, it wouldn't be a nine-point favorite type of game. No, um, but it no. would definitely be one of those 17 to 13, 13 to 10 games because, I mean, this is going to be a defensive game. Uh, for anybody that thinks the Broncos were just going to roll through the Patriots, even without Cam Newton, I mean, that defense, did you see what they did to the Chiefs the other week when they held Patrick Mahomes in them to like seven or ten points in the first half? Like, nobody does that. Okay, uh, and shout out to the Raiders, by the way. I don't know if you watched that game. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I was I was counting out the Raiders, but you know what? I think they're a team where they have the potential to be a good team, but they just got to find consistency. Henry Ruggs is going to be a problem. Okay, he had two catches yesterday, but he had like 138 yards or something like that. And his first catch was very Jerry Judy esque against the Jets, where he just took it from a guy uh, in midair. He was just running by dudes, and I was wishing yeah. he was and putting up the peace sign like Tyreek does, but. And Derek Carr is a good quarterback. You know, he's not yeah. he's not maybe in the top two tiers, but he's probably in that third you tier can win of, with of quarterbacks. Yeah, you can win with them. You put weapons around him, which he has. He has a good tight end. He has now Ruggs as a speed receiver. Um, Waller, they have Josh Jacobs. Uh, yep, Josh Jacobs is one of the best running backs in the league. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have the offensive weapons. Their defense... I think you kind of wish you had Khalil Mack, but other than that, I think their defense is pretty good. Um, what they did to the Chiefs, I mean, pretty impressive. So yeah, you I still mean, gave up 30-something points. Yeah, they still but... scored 32, but you were able to frustrate Mahomes enough right, and do right. enough to win. Which is more than what most teams can do. And they were able to get to him as well. Like, I get it. Like, Mahomes is super great. But listen, we've we've seen this with every great quarterback and every great team. And we saw this in the Super Bowl. If you can get pressure. Now, now not every team is built like this. So this is why it's, it's very rare to see it done to a Patrick Mahomes or like a New England team when they were in their dominant phase. It's rare to see it. But every once in a while, and San Francisco had it last year, you have a team that can get pressure with four. 
and they don't necessarily have to blitz every time. And if you can do that and you can manufacture pressure, now it, it kind of plays into Pat's strengths a little bit because he's great off script. But if you can get to them and pressure them and, and knock them around a little bit, that helps you. It gives you a better chance. The Raiders were able to do that yesterday, and they came away with a win. Uh, it obviously helped that you know Henry Ruggs was there uh, because he was missing the last two weeks. So that gave them a big play threat. Waller is great. Uh, probably one of the best young tight ends in the NFL right now, if not one of the best tight ends in general. Josh Jacobs runs really hard. I mean... That's a solid team, and if, if they can find consistency, they're going to be dangerous. And, and the Broncos, again, they have their work cut out. Like they, they are right now the worst team in the division, and I think you can say that by far. I think the Chargers are better when they're fully the Chargers healthy. Chargers look really good. Um, the Raiders look like they're a formidable opponent, and then the Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs, and you, you have the Broncos. It's not to say that the Broncos don't talent. This isn't a talent issue with the Broncos. We keep coming back to this. It's not a talent issue. The Broncos have talent. It's just their young talent. They also keep changing coaches and offensive coordinators. They also have bad draft picks every well, now and then. Well, they keep on hiring bad coaches. Right, and it's just it's it's up-top stuff. You know, uh, somehow they've been able to field a, a decent team, a team that's competitive, even in the years where they were bad, uh, except for that 20. I think it was the 2017 year where they were just completely getting just punched in the mouth the whole time and getting blown out. They've been in practically every game. It's, 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 it's similar every time the defense gives them a chance early. And then when the offense finally picks it up, it's too late. And the defense can't hold. That's literally been the story like the past three or four, you know, out of the five seasons. So. Anyways, Broncos game has been moved. We'll see how it goes. Um, I agree with you, though. I think the advantage lies solely with New England. I saw one guy on Twitter say, uh, how does this benefit New England? It benefits the Broncos because they've had two weeks to prepare for the, the Patriots. I'm like, uh, do you not think the Patriots have been preparing for the Broncos this whole time? Like, it's just been a one-sided thing? Like, makes no sense. That's Twitter for you in a nutshell. But we'll see how it plays out. Broncos on Sunday. I'm pretty sure they'll have a 225 game. Um, or maybe it's an early start. I don't know. If it's an early start and the Broncos have to go there yeah, at 11 a.m. Oh, it's God. Yeah, that's definitely a loss. They can never win at 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, just just look at their history going to Buffalo. And I think this is the first game that they played in New England or the first game they will play in New England where it's an early start because the last like handful of games have all been primetime games because of you know Peyton Manning so and Tom Brady. So... It's going to be interesting to see how that game works out, shakes out, but hopefully I would assume Noah Fant's back, Drew Locke's back, Philip Lindsay will definitely be back. So you're going to get some much-needed weapons back. Um, Noah Fant might be iffy, but you're for sure going to have Locke and Philip Lindsay back. So that'll be a fun game to watch. Hopefully they don't get their, their head kicked in too badly. Um, real quickly, do you want to, uh, before we get to some final stuff, do you want to probably finish your picks for this week? <laughs> So, so we can we can get through the week, and I don't have to hear from you about how you how you probably chose one team but didn't definitively definitively take a team. Yes, I can. I can. We can make our picks. I right already now. had. Uh, so tonight's game is the Chargers versus New Orleans. This is an interesting one, and this I want is a, This is kind of a tough one. I want to check the injury report, um, but Michael Thomas will not play tonight, and it's not for health issues. Well, but see, if we're sticking to what we've already picked, since I haven't picked already, I can kind of just do whatever. But you have to stick with the Saints because you picked them already. No, I didn't. I don't have anything Friday. listed. No. Well, you no, but on Friday you picked them. No, I didn't. Yes. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Roll the tape. We're going back to the tape. I didn't know the yes, only the only game because, I picked. You made... No, the only games I picked were the Broncos game and the Buffalo game because those those are the two that I have written down. 
Those are the only two I picked. Why would why wouldn't you have picked the Saints then? Because that's a tough game. That's why the other two are not tough to me. Um, Buffalo's going to beat Tennessee and, and New England's going to beat the Broncos. Pick, who did you? Oh, okay. You did pick the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two games I picked. I didn't pick the the Chargers right, and whatever because that those are that was the actual tough game. Um, you you picked the Bills though to beat the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't see the Titans being able to. Um, given that they've had no practice right, and everything right. like that, um, and and the Bills are just rolling right now, so yeah, I'm I, I'm going Bills too. If yeah, I don't I know mean, how I, said, you I can. would pick, I'd probably pick them, but you know. Um, so that'll be tomorrow's game. That's Tuesday's yeah. game, and then yeah, so tonight's game. Buffalo. How did we do, by the way, yesterday? Uh, we tied. We were both nine and three. Okay. Yesterday, so uh, we both we missed the Tampa Bay game. Obviously, Thursday night we both had Kansas City and we both had San Francisco. So those okay. were the uh, there was no. We really... did pretty good then. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I guess it was an easy week, easier week for for the most part. I definitely the Cleveland one could have been a a game where Andy could have pulled it out. Uh, but listen, Cleveland's legit, man. I'm telling yeah. you, like they're. They their may defense, not... though, their defense. It's a solid defense. Stops, they get stops when they need them. They get turnovers, but I don't. They they still give up some points. They do, they do. So, but it helps that they, they have a running they get game. The, turn, the, the turnover, yeah, they have the running game, and they get turnovers. That's mm-hmm. that's their, that's the key for them is is they get turnovers. You can give up points, but if you can get turnovers, I mean that's why Denver won a Super Bowl in twenty sixteen. So. I'm trying to see who the Saints have on the injury report because I can't see it on NFL.com. For some reason, it's not pulling up. Obviously, Michael Thomas is not going to play. Uh, linebacker Deontay Harris is hamstring. He's okay, out. So, Norris Jenkins is out. Yeah, so... They have um, a lot of guys on the injury report. I got the full list right... Latimer? Oh, of course they... Let's see. So, yeah... Uh, you got their corner out, or no? They're, uh, so Deontay Harris is out. Marshawn Latimer is questionable. Justin Hardy is out a corner. Michael Thomas is out. Sheldon Rankins, their defensive tackle, is questionable. For the Chargers, Tyro Taylor is obviously out. Tackle, their tackle is out. Yeah, Austin Eckler is out. Bosa Bosa is questionable, and Mike Williams is Oof. questionable. Golly. And there's no mm-hmm. Melvin Ingram. There's no Chris Harris. No Mike Pouncey. Obviously, Duran James is hurt. Oh, where is this game? This is in New Orleans. I think like, gonna... I want to pick the Saints, but the Saints defense has been awful. Like, really bad. Really bad. Like if if we look at at their yeah, game, the they lost to the key weapons offensively. They, they gave up thirty seven points to the Packers, lost thirty seven thirty. They lost to the Raiders thirty four to twenty four. They lost to, or they beat the Bucks thirty four twenty three in Week One. The Chargers had the same injuries last week, and they beat the Bucks by putting up thirty something points. So they can score. Uh, this is this is a tough game. It is. If we were picking covers, I'd pick the Chargers to cover. <laughs> but I don't know. They lost to the Bucks. Oh, yeah, they lost last week, uh, 38-31. They still put up 31 points. They lost to the Panthers, 21-16, and they lost to the Chiefs, 23-20. They beat the Bengals, 16-13. I just think they're going to be without Austin Eckler, no Mike Williams. 
all those defensive injuries. I'm, I'm assuming Bose is going to play. It says he was limited. Um, I'm going to go New Orleans here, but I, I don't feel great about it. Can they stop Alvin Kamara? I think if Austin Eckler was playing, I'd probably feel a little bit better about the Chargers, but since he's not there... I mean, but they still ran the ball well against the Bucks, right? Oh, no, they didn't. They had a total of 46 rushing yards. So um, this is going to be a Herbert game. Like, it's, it's going to be on him to... I mean, I'm yeah, sure they're going to try and establish I mean, the run, but... The Saints are giving up... I mean, they gave up... Well, 206 yards to Stafford, three touchdowns. Uh, man. So the Packers, obviously, Aaron Rodgers threw for, what, 283 and three touchdowns. I mean, teams are just moving on them. Oh, this is so difficult. Um... I'm I'm gonna pick the Saints. Yeah, for me, if it, I think if they had Austin Eckler, I think that would be the difference for me. And but, I feel like the Saints are they're gonna feel like they need this one. Yeah, and they just they still have some more. They still have firepower there. They still have you know Emmanuel Sanders. They still have Kamara, mm-hmm. who's been playing out of his mind to start the season, really doing justice to that contract they gave him. So it, it'll be a tough game though. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chargers won. But, you know, I, I still, even though Drew Brees has looked kind of iffy this year, I still trust him more to win a game than Herbert right now, even though he's playing really good this season. So Yeah, and, and I trust Kamara too. Right. Um, Sean Payton, you know, with all those defensive injuries, you're missing Chris Harris, you're missing Melvin Ingram. You know, if Bosa ends up not playing by any off chance, then <laughs> that's a huge yeah. loss. There's this, on ESPN, there's this picture of Justin Herbert throwing the ball and his, he's not using the laces. <laughs> I mean, if that's how he throws uh, it and he's throwing <laughs> touchdowns, whatever works, kid. Keep spinning them. Um, so, obviously, the LA Lakers win the finals last night. Yuck, first of all. Blah. Uh, LeBron gets his fourth title, third with a, uh, what is that? Four titles, three with three different teams. Right, uh, yep, he won two with Miami, Cleveland, and then the Lakers. Gets his fourth Finals MVP, so he is now four and six in NBA Finals, which is really. And I, I told you this on the last podcast. You know, you asked me what is what does LeBron have to do to kind of, because I don't I don't think he's over Michael, um, but again, I think it has to be. I think you have to separate it. Too. I think it has to be who had the better career and just who was the better player. I think that can be two different things. And for me, it was. But I still, I still think. Okay, well, who do you think is better player then? Because I would I mean, say LeBron's a better player. If you're, if we're talking I don't think about, you can go wrong with either. <laughs> I, it, exactly. I, I mean, I think you can take it. It's. It, it, I guess it depends on what you want. Yeah, at this point, and it's just about I would your taste. Basketball. Right, I would, I would want LeBron because I want – I think even though he doesn't have a Defensive Player of the Year award, he should have gotten at least one. I, I like his size better. I like his ability to get blocks. Um, he can still get steals. Uh, he can guard one through four. 
it's sh- shoot even one through five um and he can he can get to the rim just as good if not better than jordan he can shoot the mid-range i think he actually has a better three ball than jordan iso yeah you would want jordan but in a team game with with lebron's passing ability his rebounding ability combine that with his defense i would take lebron and I don't want to hear about any of this clutch stuff because they've put LeBron's numbers yes. up. It's clutch numbers. It's it's right there. It's it's that's just a bogus argument that was created by Skip Bayless and every other LeBron yeah. hater um, that he's not clutch. Which the numbers. It's like when people like to argue that Nikola Jokic isn't clutch. Like right. statistically, you you can see their numbers, and when it comes to those situations, they're fine. Now, when you oh, and think by the of- by the way, by the way, Jordan passed up game winners to Steve Kerr and Paxson, which which both saved his ass twice. Right. So and, I don't um, want to hear that. Oh, LeBron gives gives up the ball in, in the biggest moments. Did you see the photo in Game Five? There was four guys, three guys directly on him, and a fourth right behind him. If he pulls up, he gets that shot blocked. Well, and I, the, you know, uh, the night of that game, I was having a back and forth with somebody on Twitter, and he was like, he should have taken that. And I, I, I screenshotted where it was, and there was literally four guys around LeBron James. Well, and someone actually put a picture uh, comparing that one to one with Kobe. Yeah, against the, the Bulls. Same spot against, yeah, and, and, and that shot got blocked. Yeah. So you it's make like, the right play. You have to make the right play. Well, yeah, you want him to force up this shot, and okay, and, and the guy was like, well, he should just bulldoze somebody. He'll get the call. And I'm like, well, first off, there's literally physically nobody in front of him to build, to bulldoze, okay? Jay Crowder was on the wing. He was half half helping, so he was swiping over. Duncan was on his left hip the whole time. Jimmy Butler is on the other side of Duncan Robinson, and Bam is coming from the weak side short corner to help. So he's still about four feet away from LeBron. So who is LeBron exactly going to bulldoze? You want him to run out of his way from the hoop to Jay Crowder? You want him to run sideways into Duncan Robinson? He's not going to get a foul. Now, here's the thing I'll say, though. Would I want it? Well, first off, Crowder, LeBron was wide open once that they got that rebound. Uh, and he tried to get it to Davis in the post, and he threw it away. But there was five seconds left at that point when he had that ball. LeBron was wide open on the wing. Wide open. He would have made that shot. Um, and that would have been incredible. So I'm, I'm pissed at Crowder for not seeing LeBron because he had time. Uh, two, though, I, the only argument you can make about LeBron in that possession is that he could have just waited and taken a shot. Instead of driving to the rim. See, like I, That's the only I other argument, but, but I don't like that argument. That argument is so bogus because here's the thing, okay? What is LeBron's strength offensively? It's getting to the basket. It's using yeah, his but strength. Yeah, shots. Sure, but what is his strength? When you think LeBron, you think of a finisher, a guy who can get to the rim at will. He's too big. He's too strong for anybody. He can he can do that every time. So now, while he's gotten better at shooting in his career. LeBron is not Damian Lillard. He's not Steph Curry. So people are like, you know what he should have done? And I saw another video on Twitter, you know, about this last night. Why is he calling for a screen? That's weak, knowing that he's going to get double teamed. No, it's not. What do you guys want him to do? You want him to dribble at the three-point line, wait till the clock's at three seconds, and take a contested 30-foot jump shot and hope it goes in? No, that's not smart. That's not playing to a st- Now, if he's Damian Lillard, if he's Steph Curry, okay, that's different. 
but he's not. He, he took advantage of his strengths. I thought he was aggressive in his own right, going to the basket. That's what he did. And, and they get he, a wide open look. If, exactly. if Danny Green gets that shot, it's a whole different. Right. And people like he only drew he only drove because he knew he was going to get you know doubled and he would pass it off. No, he drove because one, if they don't, play. right, if because they don't help you know, off of him, you know you're going to get triple teamed. Yeah, you're going to have two guys wide open. Depending on your pass angle, one of them is going to get a wide open shot, right. which happened. That is percentage wise, and we talk about LeBron and Jokic. They think percentage wise, they will take the nine, they will pass off for a ninety percent shot over their eighty eight percent shot. In that case, it was a 99.9% shot, which Danny Green rushed, and compared to LeBron's probably 2% shot because he would have had to float it right. all the way over Bam, and it would have had to just float right in, which, I mean, that's that's – Exactly. That's almost impossible. But that's what I'm saying. Like he's driving because yes, he he knows he's going to draw that attention. So that means he's going to have somebody open on the wing, whether it's Anthony Davis, it's KCP, or it's Danny Green. Okay. And if the off chance that nobody helps and he's got Duncan Robinson on him, then he's laying it up. They're only down one, so he lays it up. Maybe he gets fouled, and then boom, you're up two. You know, if he makes the free throw or whatever the case is. So I, I, I just don't understand this narrative. And people just – this whole killer instinct thing, like it's it's really kind of – it's great, but also it has its bad side to it. Because people think that killer instinct means just forcing up a contested tough jump shot, and that's a killer instinct. No. No, that's not it. It's about being aggressive. It's about, it's about not uh, letting your foot off the gas pedal. And that's what LeBron didn't do. How many times has Skip Bayless in particular killed LeBron for settling for a jump shot in those moments right. instead of taking it to the basket? He takes it to the basket and he still gets killed because, oh, oh, now he passed it off. So it's a built-in argument every single time for LeBron. It is what it is. I thought he made the, the right play. But getting full circle, back to the LeBron versus MJ thing. I saw this tweet last night from StatMuse and they were comparing LeBron and MJ. And I don't know if you saw this, but their stats all time. In, in the regular season... LeBron has played more games. He's played 8,000 more minutes. He's got 2,000 more points. He's got three, almost 3,000 more rebounds, uh, almost 4,000 more assists. Jordan has uh, 500 more steals than him. Uh, LeBron's got 100 more blocks than Jordan. O overall, uh, LeBron has shot about 0.7% uh, better from the field than Jordan, and he shot about almost two whole percent better from three. Now, obviously, our... Uh, yeah, from three. Uh, they have three point on here twice. Um, I'm guessing they meant free throw line here, unless that's a two. No, that, 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 yeah, they have three point line on here twice. Um, but I'm assuming they meant our three point line. So I think from free throw, Jordan shot 84. Obviously, LeBron's at 73. So obviously, Jordan's going to win that battle. In the playoffs, LeBron has played, which is really nuts. They said this last night on the broadcast. I don't know if you caught this. LeBron's almost played three full seasons of playoff games like three full regular seasons of playoff games i think he has that mount and he was playing like his 55th nba finals game last night so he almost has a full season of just nba finals game with finals games which is just crazy but in the postseason lebron has played 255 games mj played 179 now part of that too michael never let a finals series get to seven games so 
take that into account. Yeah, um, look at the teams he played. Sure, sure, but that's that's something we have to factor in. Minutes, LeBron has played more minutes, which to me that doesn't like minutes in gameplay. That doesn't really mean anything to me. LeBron has one and a half thousand more points than MJ in the playoffs total. He has one point two thousand more rebounds. He has nine hundred more assists. He has about a hundred, close to a hundred more steals. He has about a hundred more blocks. He's got about a percentage on MJ in terms of field goal percentage, shooting at 49.6. He's got uh, 0.2% better in terms of three-point percentage. And uh, obviously, he's losing the free throw battle. So LeBron is winning these stat numbers in the playoffs, regular season. Then we get to just the overall accolade totals. Okay, LeBron has 16 All-Stars to MJ's 14. He's got 16 All-NBA teams to MJ's 11. Now, MJ has him and the on the all-defensive teams. He has nine, and LeBron has six. He also has on the rings, obviously, six to four. LeBron has been to more finals, ten, MJ six. MJ has more total MVPs, five to LeBron's four. He also has more finals MVPs, six to four. He has one offensive player, or excuse me, defense player of the year, which LeBron doesn't have. They both have a rookie of the year. And then uh, Jordan was a scoring slash assist champ is what they have it listed as ten times, and LeBron only twice. So, listen. yeah, so they have. So Jordan was uh, all time scoring, or not all time. Uh, he was a scoring champion. Scoring, scoring champion yeah. 10 times. Right. LeBron was a scoring champion once, once, assist leader once. Right. So yeah. when you look at it this way, I mean, if you go off the numbers, and I said this last week, I think at this point, it's a 1A, it's a 1B. Uh, and I saw someone tweet this last night. You know, at this point, it is now, it's LeBron and Jordan. And at this point, that should be a goal in itself because nobody ever, you know, it was always who, who can even surpass Michael, let alone get to that level. LeBron's at that level. And I think at this point, it's just about it's yeah. just about your choice. It's about your flavor. How do you how do you want your best player to play? Do you want him to raise all boats and be, you know, a versatile Swiss Army knife, which is what LeBron is? Or do you want him to be the ultimate competitor, killer, you know, amazing two-way player um but he's not necessarily the get everybody involved guy it's i'm gonna get mine and you guys follow me uh lebron is hey let's get you going and then when the game is in you know when i need to step it up i'll come and and bring my game it depends on your choice now for me when it comes to careers I mean, I guess you could make the argument that LeBron's going to have the better overall career because at the end of the day, he's going to surpass him in all these numbers. He had the longer peak. I, right. I always say LeBron's had the longer peak. I think Jordan ultimately had, has had the... The better peak. The, the, the highest the high, peak. The highest peak. So... I don't... I don't. I don't know. What do you value more, the, the, the longer peak or the highest peak? I, 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 to me... I look at LeBron and I I think he's been the best player in the world for probably 15 years. The longest, sure. So, you know, I mean and and when you look at his final the all, t- the the finals record too bothers me because I think you got to really look look at that I don't really count 3 of them, 4 of them. Well, you have um, to include the context. For sure. Right. So the, he played the, the greatest one, team and dynasty ever. The t- two of them. Uh, so the first one, he made it at age 22. Wasn't supposed to be there. He completely just dragged a, a god awful Cleveland team 
And in order to get there, he scored, I think, the final 25 points for the for the Cavs to beat the Pistons, who had made it to the NBA Finals twice before that. Um, so, and I think they had made it, I think the Pistons were made to the conference finals four years in a row at that point. And they had made it to the finals two of those four, something like that. Um, and LeBron beat beat them single-handedly and got to the finals when he wasn't supposed to. Then ran into one of the best teams of all time in, in San Antonio who had already won two championships at yeah, that three point. Three Hall of Famers in their prime and a Hall right. of Fame coach. Uh, so I don't count that one. Um, the uh, Cleveland or the, the, the Dallas one, again, that's, that's the one stain that he has, unfortunately. Um, I, I can't argue against that one. The second one, though, to me that I don't really count is the first Cleveland one because Kyrie, well, Kevin Love gets got hurt in round one. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk tried to the, snap his arm it, off. Right, and then in, in game one of the NBA Finals, in which I believe they won, Kyrie got hurt just before overtime, and they were able to hold on through overtime, I believe. I believe yeah, they won I, I that I can't game. remember what the result was, but yeah, Kyrie, I think he fractured his kneecap or something. Right, like but he got hurt right at the end of that game, done for the series, mm-hmm. and Cleveland still was able to get to six, um, and LeBron, I believe, averaged over 40 in that series. If Kyrie does get, I don't even care about Kevin Love. If Kyrie does not get hurt, they win that series. Because you got to remember, that was year one for Golden State. Steph wasn't playing that well because, again, it was our first NBA, it was our first finals. Uh, it was just, that was, that was one the Cleveland Cavaliers should have won. Year two, they, they, again, they probably would have won. So that would have been back to back for LeBron. Um, and then obviously I don't count the next two because Kevin Durant cheated. Uh, so again, four of the finals. Well, they won. So they, they lost it. the first one to Golden State. They won the second one against Golden State because that's when right. Golden State went seventy-three and ten. However, you can make the argument yeah. that Draymond. Cleveland probably should have lost that series if Draymond doesn't get ejected, which they probably lose that night, and and the series is done. But Draymond sure, did lose but... his his cool and punch LeBron in in the winger dinger. Right. So, but I also think though too, if if Cleveland would have won the year before, I think mentally that would have messed with Golden State in year two. I don't think they would have even gone up three one. So I don't know. I mean, again, I whatever. I it's mean, semantics. that one. I guess, of, but, but I get again, what you're saying you have to take it into the context. Look back at them. Four of his six losses are years in which. It's like, come on, he had no shot because he was literally by himself. Yeah, there's one finals uh, you can you can place the blame on him, right? But and the then the others, second, the second, the the loss to San Antonio, the second loss to San Antonio. I mean, D Wade was done. Chris Bosh was meh. I they I, lose that one in five know. or six. They got no, they didn't get swept. I think they lost in five. Okay, they yeah. might have got swept. I don't know, but I mean, D Wade was toast sure at that point so sure. yeah. I, he was hurt i he probably had you know like two knee surgeries after that i mean he was done yeah he was never the same player after that and yeah and that was also you know four hall of famers so i mean but at that, that point too i mean tim one. duncan was he was at the edge that was more of the, the, the turning point to Kawhi's team at that point i yeah. think but you, you still know. had i mean tony parker was still playing really well 
you still have those guys, uh, Ginobili. I mean, they were yeah. probably in the later stages of their prime, but they were still there. Uh, so maybe maybe you can put that one on on LeBron in a sense, but I get what you're saying that, that his running mate I, wasn't great. I don't know how you you barely beat them the year before with and and D Wade was healthy. That first one against San Antonio wasn't the second one. I just think guys are past their prime at that point for Miami. Uh. I, I guess you can argue the same for San Antonio, but I think it's a little bit different where like Miami's guys fell off a cliff, whereas San Antonio's guys were like just kind of a slow decline yeah. in a way. Um, I don't know. I I count that one as a as a loss. So in my mind, I, I see him as, I guess, four and two, or you could say seven and two, if you want to say that those should have turned out. Yeah, to be I mean, wins. you always have to take his career into context two, actually. because he had to play the greatest overall team with four Hall of Famers on it. Uh, two of these guys are going to go down as as two of the best scorers in the game. One of them, in my mind, is already the best scorer in the game in Kevin Durant. So, I mean, and, and so you have the best scorer in the game. You'll have the undoubtedly the best shooter in the game. And then you got Draymond, and who's probably a, the second best shooter in the game. Yeah, and Clay Thompson, who's a great two-way player. And then you have you know a guy in Draymond who, even though he's Mister Triple Single, he's a great defensive player. He brings right. energy. He's he's a defensive player of the year. So and, and Draymond will probably get into the Hall of Fame. I think that's, I think you can debate whether or not he should be in there. I think playing for that team is really going to boost him. Right. Oh, and by the way, that that the fourth one though in Cleveland, the second one against KD Golden State. There was no Ky- Kyrie. Kyrie had left. They got they traded him. <laughs> that was LeBron again, completely just dragged that team to the NBA Finals when they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, it's it's just all about so, context. But at the end of the day, I, when when I'm choosing, I think for me right now, my gut still leans Jordan, but slightly. I just think that there's just some watching now obviously i didn't get to watch jordan's career we didn't get to watch jordan's career but really watching the last dance and i get it they're not going to put in bad film but like just watching him man i just i mean they they conveniently conveniently you know forgot about jordan did come back and they did lose to orlando sure Um, no that was it there when they lost and 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 also also i'm not sure they would have beaten houston I don't think they would have beaten Houston. I don't think they would have beaten. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe those are two that he loses. Um, but I think that two also has to be taken into account is that Jordan had to step away. Now, part of that too, I think was right after his dad's death. So he was just yeah. kind of, so how much of that can you really put on him? You know, people say, Oh, he quit. He didn't have the mental. I don't, I don't know, but I think that does have to be no. taken to, into account a little bit um, because LeBron has done this. And then, and then this whole playing in the bubble, you know, everything that came along with yeah. this mentally, it just shows how great LeBron is, um, but I think I lean Jordan slightly, just slightly. But listen, well, if you're like you have thing, to, another thing I'll say though with, with people saying that you know the one thing is LeBron did have to go to Miami and join D Wade and 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 Bosh. Um, he went back to Cleveland, which had Kyrie, and they traded for Kevin Love. Then he went to LA and got AD. But I will say this though, uh, I think they, I think. Jordan's series record without Scotty is one in nine. Um, well, yeah, he didn't do lost, anything without Scotty, right? When they lost to Orlando, uh, Horace Grant was gone, which he was a big piece for them in that in the first three peat. 
and then they were able to get Dennis Rodman, which was a huge piece in the second three-peat. So it wasn't until he had his two best players with him in, in which he won. So that's something where they had a big three. It was Jordan, Pippen, and Horace Grant. It was Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman. They had a big three in a league where a big three elsewhere did not exist. It was you either had a one or you had a one and a half, but there was no other, you know, I mean, I, I guess the Orlando team that beat I mean, I think them. you can look at those Celtics teams. You can look at those Lakers teams. You know, I don't know if Detroit had a Well, but a three, no, but, but the, the Lakers, well, Larry Bird was done by the, by the time sure. Jordan was. But Jordan and Pippen were going. But there was teams that the had three guys. Prime. Well, yeah, but the Pistons were. Again, I always look at Jordan's like Jordan hit the perfect peak. Because it was right after uh, Magic and Bird. It was right after uh, the Pistons prime. Remember, they swept the Pistons in the second round, but that Pistons team was not the same at all. They were old. They were done. Uh, and then in that in that era, it was and then it was then right before uh, Akeem hit his peak to where he won his two. And you know, I don't know. Jordan Jordan was gone. And then he came back right after that, and they couldn't get there. And it was. Uh, Carl Malone and, and um, Stockton, which it's a it's a great duo, but is it better than Jordan, Pippen, and Robin? No. Uh, and then it's and then they won right before San Antonio, got Tim Duncan, and which was the year after that uh, it went Chicago three peat, then San Antonio won, and then the Lakers three peated. So it was the perfect. Like they fit in perfectly. There's no other team that you can say. I mean, the Knicks got close, I guess, but they're the Knicks, so I don't know if you can really count that. Um, and the Pacers had Reggie Miller, but it was just Reggie Miller. So they they fit in. When you look at when you look at great teams in NBA history, there's really one in the '90s that fit conveniently right after. The Lakers, the Celtics, the Pistons, and right before the Spurs and the Lakers. So it's weird. Whereas you look at LeBron and it's like, man, I wish his peak was between 2003 or 2003 and, you know, 2008, 2009. Because at that point, it was kind of, it was kind of, I mean, you still had the Spurs, I guess, but it wasn't. There wasn't anything. There wasn't no, a, nobody, nobody. a Golden State. Yeah. There wasn't. There you was know, the Lakers here. It was Boston here. It was Dallas there. Right. It was kind of scattered. So Miami. Just, I don't know. I I and and the talent level I think too is is better. Maybe softer, but the talent level is better. Guys are definitely more skilled uh, today. Yeah. For sure. So it's just I again it's one A one B. I have LeBron as my one A. I've had LeBron as my one A since twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I think that Cleveland one means more than 
than one. I that. think if you said, you know, you can't have Michael, but you can have LeBron, I'm not going to cry. Like, okay, well, that's that's fine. If you can't have LeBron, but you can have Michael, okay, that's fine. Uh, at this point, like, it is it is what it is to me. Um, I'll, I'll take either or. I think both are great in different situations. And, you know, I mean, they're 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 right there. I, to me, it's 1A, 1B. I know there's a lot of people that would never come off the Jordan Hill. Um, and then you have a lot of people that just always want to push LeBron. So... It is what it is. Uh, but I, I did have some going ahead. Well, I just want to react to to Kemp. Um, first one, he said two words of the, for the argument is uh, for Jordan's shoe deal. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> That's three stupid. words for the argument for James, no Scottie Pippen. I mean, I, I guess the argument for James is people just conveniently forget that Jordan had Pippen. Uh, or they, they say Pippen wasn't as good as he really was. Um and then the last thing he said, I just wish he had more initial support for Cleveland when he was there first. I I completely disagree with that. He had the support. They didn't give him squat. They gave him a 40-year-old Shaq. I think that's the best they gave him. Um, so no, I he had the support. He left because they wouldn't help. Barajal was... I'm you sorry. Like, Zadrunas uh, Ogalskis and uh, Booby Gibson and... I don't think guys? a single one of those players made an all-star game. No, that, that's what Kemp said. He said, that's my point, is that he didn't have enough, like a supporting cast. He didn't have a good supporting cast around him to help him out. Um, not necessarily the support. Oh, like I thought you meant the opposite. I thought you meant, I thought he meant that LeBron yeah, no, didn't no, His supporting support cast. I mean, he took, you know, a bunch of tomato cans yeah. and Well, he wouldn't know, have left. To the... He wouldn't have yeah. left. If, if, if they had gotten him... I don't know. Remember if, the free if they would agency. Have him someone. There was the free agency where they got Antoine Jameson. He wanted Amari Stoudemire, but Amari went to New York, and yeah. so they ended up settling with Antoine Jameson. <laughs> and so that's what he was yeah, like. That's okay. his AD. Um, Think about that. That's his AD. Um, or, or look, if if Shaq would have went to Cleveland instead of joining D Wade, sure, they would have uh, won. Yeah, but, well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Shaq was still still right Shaq there at was, the peak. Shaq was at the very right end, at the end of his peak. I mean, he but... still averaged like twenty something and and like twelve. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I think Kim, he got he got traded opposite. there. I think he got traded to Miami, didn't he? Or did he leave in free agency? I thought he got traded. I thought uh, he might have got traded. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, if I can't he got remember. Traded or signed. My only thing though that I that I had like LeBron win whatever. I mean, it sucks that it's with the Lakers. It sucks that it's the Lakers winning after knocking out the Nuggets in another Western Conference Finals and JR Smith has a ring and JaVale gets another ring before the Nuggets franchise. Yeah, JaVale me... has more than Akeem Olajuwon, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh oh man, I lost it. There was a Facebook yeah. post. I mean, JR and JaVale got players. another ring before the Nuggets will even get a, an attempt to JaVel McGee has more rings than Kevin Durant. It's 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 awful. It makes me <laughs> it makes me want to cry at night. Um, but the so whole Jr. I think yeah, the whole respect thing. That was the biggest eye roll moment for me in his little speech. Rob Polinka wants his respect. Frank Vogel wants his respect. The Lakers want their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect, and I want my respect i was like dude really really nobody respects the lakers which they're like the second winningest franchise in the nba i think it was more towards uh everyone saying that the clippers would beat them well sure but honestly i do think the clippers still would have beat them the clippers were built to beat them 
<laughs> they just, for whatever reason, they we know I don't why. necessarily think they were built to beat them. I don't. I do. I do. Because they no, had Kawhi, they, they, they had wouldn't Paul. Have had the size. They wouldn't have had the size. Uh, I think they would have done just fine. I think they would have. Listen, I mean, you look at their regular season matchups, they completely obliterated yeah, those guys in the regular season. And I get the playoffs is a different the animal. Have won. The I don't think won. so. I mean, we could we could disagree, but I, I, I think the Clippers would have beaten the Lakers ultimately. I think it would have been a tough series. I think it probably would have went six, but I think the Lakers would have probably lost that series because I think the Clippers had the manpower to match with them. Obviously, they didn't have the size, but they weren't completely undersized. So Anthony Davis would have killed them. LeBron would have just done what he did in every series. Know? He would have gotten what he wanted against Kawhi. I mean, he would still get his numbers, yes. But yeah, if you look at the regular season and how Anthony the Clippers... Davis, Anthony Davis would have killed them. Why didn't he do that in they the regular had, season, though? They had they had no one that could that could guard Anthony Davis. Why didn't he do that in the regular season, though, against the Clippers? I don't know. It's they lost the regular season his, 3-1 I don't of those his, guys. Well, I don't know his numbers. I don't I don't know. But I think the Clippers would have won. But, but, ultimately, the, but I also, the Clippers, mentally, I don't think were there in, in, in the bubble either. So I, sure. I just don't think they would have beat them. And that's a fair argument. I, I think that's something we'll, we'll never know. I personally think it would have happened, but we'll never know. Anyway, the whole respect. Okay, I can get that, but like, like seriously, you need like LeBron. People talk about you as arguably the greatest of all time, and I get it. You know, people said he was washed, and you know, Skip Bayless always hates on him for everything. LeBron could wear a pink T-shirt, and Skip will find issue with it. I get it, but like the majority of people respect you and the franchise. Uh, I'm sure people respect Frank Vogel. Like, is there anybody out there willingly slandering Frank Vogel? Like, I don't know. They might have when, when they when he got hired. Like, okay, Lakers fans. So are you telling that to Lakers fans because they I don't know. and La- Laker Nation wants to respect? You know why people don't like Laker Nation is because they're they're you know spoiled brats, and that's that's why. That's why people don't like Laker Nation. That that whole speech was just like, oh my god, puke puke yeah i mean i don't i didn't really care for the speeches but i mean none of the none of the speeches from anyone was was good at all no even frank um, vogels was just so it was just cringeworthy yeah, they, they were it was all bad i think too part of it's just when you don't have fans there it's weird um i don't that, know and I, it's just like this whole them against like they're they're the the we face so much adversity please you have the best player in the game and another top five player in the game what is your adversity you were the number one seed in the west what is your adversity exactly you didn't have any major injuries uh to your to your star players you know i for for what i know nobody was completely taken out by covid or anything like that like this whole drumming up the narrative of we were the underdog we were the victims everybody counted us out stop like stop like miami could play that card uh the nuggets could have played that card the clippers wouldn't be able to play that card like come on everybody knew it was going to be those two teams it should have been those two teams in the western conference finals and then that that was going to be the NBA Finals, and whoever came out of the West was ultimately going to win because I don't think the Bucks would have won either. That whole thing was just cringeworthy. Good for LeBron getting his fourth ring, fourth Finals MVP. Awesome. Uh, I'm just looking forward to next season. I miss Nikola Jokic. That's that's all. That's all I want to see. I need to figure out how we're going to do things to to beat that team because that's the team in the way right now. That's that's the team you have to beat. 
uh, I don't. I, I'm really not that concerned about the Clippers. Depending on what they do, obviously in offseason, I think the I think the Lakers though, because you got to remember they had the cap space to sign Kawhi, so they can go make a move. They can go get a third guy, um, to really put themselves ahead of whatever the Clippers and the Nuggets do. I think those are really the and, and Golden State. That those are the four teams in the West. Depending on what they do in the offseason, like this this is a massive offseason. And the Lake if if I'm the Lakers, you cannot be okay with rolling out this team next year because they will lose. Because the Clippers will make a move, the Nuggets will make a move, and Golden State has a second overall pick. If Golden State gets Bradley Beal, or if they go out and get uh even a Vic uh Aldipo, or they go out and get a Andre Drummond. If they go out and get someone, they're right there. So those are that's you know three teams that I think when they do because I think each team will make a move. When each team makes their move, the Lakers have to either get in front of them and snipe one of those players, or they have to they have to find a fourth guy that can you know become their third. I, I don't know. I don't know what the Clippers do. The Clippers might be arrogant enough to just keep the same team. I don't think they uh, will. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. But they got to sign Montrezl Harrell, so we'll see. I don't know if if Harrell will will be back. Um, they need to add more size. Maybe they try and get Dwight Howard over there, because uh, Dwight Howard will be a free agent. I don't know. Maybe they try and get Javale McGee. Uh, if the Lakers go for. A third guy, they might not be able to sign Dwight Howard. They might not be able to sign Rondo. So we'll see what, what happens with them. Bradley Beal, uh, Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo, uh, even Kevin Love's name has been thrown out there. Chris Paul. Those are all guys that can completely change the West. So one of those teams have to make... Well, all of those teams have to make a move if they want to win. And I, I, I think the Lakers, you know, I don't know. I'm curious to see now who who their free agents are. Um, they all signed – well, what's the – so they all signed one- or two-year deals. I believe the second – I think the second year was all team options. So they yeah. can all – what L.A. did was smart. When they lost out on Kawhi – they went out and signed, signed two-year contracts with the second year being a team option for Rondo, Dwight, Javel, um, Avery Bradley, all of them guys, Morris, and they're all, I believe they're all on one-year deals so, yeah, with here, some of them having a second-year option. I have their, their deals right now. So Anthony Davis has a player option. Um, I'm assuming he'll opt out to get a max. Yep. Contavious Caldwell-Pope has a player option. That's going to be an interesting one. He can make $8 million. Maybe he opts in or opts out. I don't and then know. you can move him. You can move him. Uh, Avery Bradley has a player option. JaVale McGee has a player option. Rajon, I'm assuming JaVale will probably opt in to that $4 million. And then Rajon Rondo has a player option for $2 million. Dwight Howard is going to be a UFA. Jared Dudley. Well, no, Jared Dudley. Markeith Morris is going to be a UFA. Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith. Uh, Mike, why is Mike D'Antoni on here? That's odd uh and coach this on to, why do they have why do they have mike d'antoni on the lakers free agents uh okay weird so yeah so most of those guys have player options i don't know i mean if the lakers rolled somewhat and i don't see like danny green on here anywhere um if they rolled somewhat of a similar team what makes the lakers so dangerous is that they had not only the size but they had versatile size mm-hmm. so they had guys that can can 
play different. You know, they could they could play big, but they could play small too, in a sense. But still have length on the Yeah, on but the I, w- I wouldn't keep the same team. Well, their issue is if they run into a team that can somewhat match their size to start, but also have the scoring power, have mm-hmm. three guys who can score, that's going to be their issue. Because, you know, what the, right. what the Nuggets ran into, what Houston ran into, uh, what Portland ran into, they it was either the size that bothered them or it, there wasn't enough guys to help score. Because really, LA won with their defense. I mean, once they clamped down on you, that's just it. You know, I mean, they were, they were up thirty at one point on Miami. You need heroic games to beat these guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how teams how teams work it. Do they want to get bigger to match the size, or do they want to stay with what they have and just try and load up on offense to kind of counteract that defense? Golden State's going to be an interesting one because I think that's the team that everybody probably expects to be back uh mm-hmm. to be there so and if you're they the nuggets package, they can package a second overall pick with andrew wiggins and yeah. get someone i i think there's three teams that are that are at the top i think it's the clippers depending on what they do the lakers and golden state assuming everybody gets back to 100 health and they're they're normal and then i think you got the second tier which is your dallas your nuggets um those teams who can jump into that first tier but i think this offseason is going to depend a lot. It's going to it's going to decide a lot rather about well, I think, where those I teams think Denver, can go. I think Denver's in that first tier. If I they are, they they're at the, the bottom to me. They they beat the Clippers and they got to the conference finals. Now, depending on what they do, yes, they they can go from the bottom of that tier list to the middle or to the top. I, well, I don't think they'll ever get to the top unless they actually win it. Um, but they can get to the, they can kind of get into that middle ground. But yeah, I think they're in that first tier. I just think they're at the bottom. Because they got to the conference finals, they beat the yeah. Clippers. They de- they deserve to be in that first tier. It's going to be a crazy off season, man, and a lot is yeah. going to be decided. Well, first off, we'll we'll know what the Nuggets' plans are and and how they plan to approach the season if if the Cronkies want to go cheap. Right. First and foremost, you have to get Jeremy Grant signed. If you can't get him signed, then you take a massive step back. So at that point, you're you're maybe a a first round win team, and then that's that's about it. Because Jeremy Grant was so pivotal in that Clippers win. He was so pivotal in keeping the series close in that Lakers win, uh, that Lakers series loss because I mean of his defense and, and what he can provide you. So mm-hmm. well, it's going to be another they year. Might, they might feel comfortable with keeping the same team because I hate that. Michael, I really don't. Michael I really Porter don't. is entering his second year, and Bobo will be part of the rotation. If they go out and get a big, another big, uh, and replace Mason Plumley, um, and maybe just a, a sharpshooter. I like so, the thought of Serge Ibaka. Keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Serge Ibaka would be good. And and look, that's that's not necessarily going out and making a big trade or a big move. But again, you're doing what you did last year where you know you're getting Michael Porter Jr. and and you make a trade for a, a solid role player in Jeremy Grant who ended up turning into their third guy. This year, if you want to do the same thing, well, you know you have Bull Bull coming in. He's going to be part of the rotation. Go out and get a replace Mason Plumley. Go out and get a big, and maybe go out and get a sharpshooter. Maybe you move Will Barton, or you get you know you get Will Barton back. So again, in the Nuggets' minds, I mean, they might not feel like they need to go out and get a third guy because they feel like their third guy is coming. And here's the other thing: I don't think teams are going to make trades with the Nuggets because they want either Michael Porter or Bull Bull, and the Nuggets won't do that. I think so unless I something completely I blows I mean, them away. I, I I wouldn't say Bull Bull is untouchable, but I would say MPJ is almost untouchable. It yeah, has to be I mean, a crazy I, deal. 
It would have to be Chris Paul. It would have to be. I don't think I trade uh, Chris Paul. No, not not Michael Porter, but Bol Bol. Oh yeah, yeah, trade for Bol. I wouldn't trade Bol Bol for a Drew Holiday. I wouldn't trade Bol Bol for a Victor Oladipo. When you have to think too, what what moves are going to put you over the top? Okay, does Drew Holiday put you over the top? I don't think it does. Does losing Bol Bol now? Does Beal put you over the top? Maybe. But I don't. I don't think it does. I think. I think Beal would put them over the top. Yeah. Okay. Does Victor Oladipo put you over the top? No. The guy that I've been clamoring for. I don't think he puts you over the top. But I still think he'd be a great. Piece. And I don't think you can rely on him being healthy. healthy. Right. So it's and Chris Paul. And I think. Chris Paul I think Chris Paul would top? put them over. The, yes. Okay. I think Chris. Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is the ultimate. If you can get Chris Paul, and you, you say you trade Bol Bol, you get Chris Paul. You lose. You know. Whatever Martin. you lose, Martin, whatever, and Monte, you get Chris Paul, you move Jamal to two, let him be the scorer, and you go and assign, say, a Serge Ibaka. In that That's, situation, it would be it would turn into a top heavy team, but I really would love but, that team. <laughs> but but that team that team would compete. Right. That that team would be right there. Right. It's going to be an interesting offseason. It's going to they be. They need fun to put Murray at the two. I think eventually. I think the day they win a championship, that day I guarantee you Jamal is at the two. I guarantee you. You know what? Listen, he could play the four, the five. I don't care where he plays. If they win a championship, play him wherever, wherever's necessary. But Chris I Paul, think, though, man, that's yeah, my a Chris Paul, Jamal Murray, MPJ, Nikola Jokic, and, and you got to think about too. You're Jeremy losing. Grant. You're you're losing Paul Millsap, and the thing that Paul Millsap gave you was leadership and defense. Chris Paul would give you that leadership that I think they desperately need, and he'd give you and, a fight. And he would. He's he's a dog defensively. He's not gonna get pushed over, you know. He 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 doesn't let right. people just walk over him without a fight. Chris so. Paul, man, if they were, but Chris Paul costs so much. That's what I'm saying. That it would turn into a top heavy team. But if yeah. you want to win a championship, I think you could do it with that. Okay, if you had a, a yeah. starting lineup of Jamal Murray, well CP3, Jamal Murray, MPJ, Jeremy Grant, Nikola Jokic, and off your bench you have you know. PJ PJ, Serge Ibaka. If you get Serge, Jay Crowder. You know, I don't know if you'd be able to afford Jay Crowder. I don't know. If I'm you get Chris hoping. Paul, again, and 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 that would be them willing to go into the tax as well. They have to. They would have to if they if they get Chris Paul, they they go in. That's the, the thing. Tax, if they, they want okay to win that? a championship, this is all completely null and void. If they don't want to spend into the tax, I I wouldn't really want a Mike Conley. Um, I don't think he. Yeah, I don't I think he puts you health. on the top. No, yeah. Unless unless you don't give up Bull Bull. But he played really well in that playoff series though. He did. He did. I oh. just I don't know. Uh maybe if he's I coming think, off I the think, bench, you know, as like a I don't think he's going to I, I think I'd, I'd rather keep Monte at that point. Yeah. So I love it. I can't wait till the offseason. Well, I mean, we're already here. So uh, we got the draft in about a month. And yep. then the season starts at the latest june sometime earliest december 25th so we're right here we're gonna learn a lot here in the next month i think i think the season will probably push closer to march okay i hope not that would be very depressing but we'll see we'll see how it goes we're not too far off i wouldn't be surprised if they do march to july um or even august and they go shortened season expanded okay shortened season expanded uh uh, playoffs. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. That's what I would a lot. Do. 
and uh, hopefully we find out that the Nuggets are, are wanting to be a team that's going to make a legitimate Because you don't want to have all the success with the bubble, rush back in January, have fans, and have all these scheduling issues that the NFL and MLB have, have had, and really just go back on what you did with the bubble. Right. By the way, before, because I didn't mention it, amazing job by the NBA. Like, congrats yeah. to them. No positive tests. Absolutely incredible. Um, they're... In my mind, even though ratings don't show it, money doesn't show it, they're the best league in the world. They're the best-run league in the world. They did an incredible job. Yes, this basketball gave them a slight advantage, but... And, and, and so, so you know, NHL just congrats to both leagues mm-hmm. with the bubble. Great job. That yeah, was no awesome. positive tests. I mean, that's a win that in itself. Awesome. And uh, I'm sure they love it because one of their, you know, priorita- prioritized markets won the championship. And probably and, the and most, that too the most prioritized market in in LA they they got yeah. uh, the and your best player won so yeah. there you go but that's gonna do it for us today on the show we thank you guys for tuning in shout out to Kemp for interacting on YouTube with us we appreciate you guys we will catch you next time for Brandon Stoll on the other side I'm Stephen Priest Jr. this has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Ah!